Julian Lebrano, a review of the documentary The Great Hack, which was indeed a Netflix release, and not that old, July 24, it was um, officially on the channel, so... The documentary is about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, something which um, I pay attention to the news, but I certainly didn't know how far it went. I was under the impression that Cambridge Analytica were a modern startup. This is probably the biggest thing, that the, the biggest takeaway from the whole thing that I saw. I thought Cambridge Analytica were an internet startup entity that who were a few years old. And they'd stolen lots of, well, not stolen, but they'd used lots of Facebook data on civilians. And obviously, you know, that's snooping around in your privacy. It caused a lot of kerfuffle and it ended with the company actually closing down. Uh, And uh, the UK Parliament had some testimony from people that um, own the company and work there and so on. But the thing that I didn't realise is... Cambridge Analytica are a subsidiary of SCL Group. Now, SCL Group were previously called SCL Defence. For about 29 years, they were a defence contractor working for the British military and the American military specialising in PSYOPs. Uh, If you don't know what PSYOPs are, it's um, public manipulation techniques in war. And sometimes these things are honourable and good, such as the they went into bat when the Gulf Wars happened and when Islamism was taking root in a lot of the countries that we were blown smithereens and so on uh, in an effort to um, modify public behaviour, to stop people becoming radicalised and so on. All well and good, but who knows what else they've been up to as well, because obviously manipulating public opinion during a war can be pretty full-on stuff. Um, And so that was a big takeaway, that this SCL group had, after many years, nearly 20 years of working as a defence contractor, formed a subsidiary called Cambridge Analytica, whose specialty was public elections. Now, there's uh, a few of the staff, ex-staff, from Cambridge Analytica on the documentary throughout. Not all on the same side as the documentary makers, but what the most interesting person by far is Brittany Kaiser, who was a very well-thought-of, high-up business development manager of SCL Group. Um, and she was hanging out with the um, Trump campaign. She's speaking at the Leave campaign's announcement launch in the UK for Brexit. And she just came out with the most startling thing about Cambridge Analytica. She said the tools that Cambridge Analytica use are export controlled by the British government because they are deemed weapons of war. So Cambridge Analytica weren't just using data and coming up with modelling, which everyone does that works online in that kind of field. They were using what's considered war weapons, which are controlled by the British government and using them on the public of America and of the UK, which is pretty full on. And she's sort of like nodding away going, yeah, I know, it's it's amazing they were actually using what's considered a wartime weapon. Again, their tools that they use are considered weapons of war. Another massive thing about it was I assumed 
that they were reviewing data and basing policy on that. No, they weren't. They are actually a propaganda wing, a full 360-degree propaganda wing. They talked about their first, because they've tried this all over the world before they went back to the UK and America. The first place they tried it was Trinidad and Tobago in the elections there. And basically, like a lot of countries, maybe like Fiji or somewhere like that, there was a massive influx of Indians into the country. Um, and obviously, the, uh, the locals in Trinidad and Tobago came from slavery. They were ex you know, their, their foundational roots were from Africa and they were taken to the Caribbean as slaves and eventually freed. So there's this split population in, both, in, in Trinidad and Tobago between the Indian side, who are traditionally wealthier and more business owners, and the more local African descendants, who are traditionally you know, more ingrained in poverty and so on which causes a great deal of kerfuffle and in Fiji where the Indian population there tends to be a wealthier population than the original Pacific Island population. So what they did is they went in to try and swing the election for the Indian. So there was an Indian uh, politician standing and there was a, a, like a black politician standing and they wanted to swing the election for the Indian. They didn't just do sort of review people's behaviour they actually formed a group called something like Just Do It. And they spent a couple of years trying to get young African-descended males mainly, but not just males, but young people under the age of 30, to join with this group. And they made this group a very proactive... This is how... They're geniuses, absolute geniuses. They made this group a very proactive anti-authoritarian group that then took proactive stances on a lot of things. They would do community activities, and they would basically do lots and lots of things that the government, who the incumbent government were from the black side, were felt to have been letting the public down on. And the reason they did this is so that after a year or so of doing this, that whole under 30 bracket was deemed to be the swing vote, which would have swung the election one way or the other they realised that the Indian children under the age of 30 would vote whichever way their parents told them, and they would vote, because their parents' opinion is sacrosanct. There's no um, political lobbying with these people, because it doesn't matter what your propaganda is. If the person's parents tell them to vote a certain way, they'll vote that way. So they knew that that vote was pretty tightly locked in. What they wanted to do is ensure that as few Africans as possible turned up to vote. So they formed this incredible laborious entity to actually make African youth feel that they were doing stuff the government couldn't do to make them apathetic when it came to voting for another African government. And it worked. And that's pretty full on. I mean, these, this outfit was on TV every week and showing these kids with banners and T-shirts. And They didn't just try and make the public vote for an entity. They actually tried to make the public apathetic about voting for the opposition, which I thought was incredible. I mean, there's <clears throat> no doubt these people are geniuses. Um, the other, then they went into America, and what they did is um, Ted Cruz's campaign was flatlining. But they actually got him over 14 months to be second to Donald Trump, last man standing when it came to the, um, the election that they had. 
The last co- uh, combatant against Trump in the Republican Party ended up being Ted Cruz, who was given no choice, chance at all of being there. But he had 14 months' worth of Cambridge Analytica working for him. So as soon as he lost to Trump, the Trump campaign went, we're taking that, we're using that, and they used all the information they built up over 14 months uh, fighting for Ted Cruz. In Trump's case, and they don't, and what they, they boasted about is they had 5,000 data points on every voter in America, which means that um, basically every single voter in America, they've got a point of info about you that defines who you are. The more points they've got, the more they know about you. And it all came through Facebook, and it all came through people doing like online quizzes on Facebook, which are designed not to be a past, you know, two minutes of your day, and they tell you that you, you know, you're a psycho at the end. They're de- they're designed to capture information about you, which is then like the, the woman who was the star of the show, Brittany Kaiser. I found absolutely enthralling. Um. She was basically saying that um, last year the data uh, exceeded oil as the world's most valuable commodity. And all of, Facebook and everything else monetizes your info. And it's the most valuable commodity on earth. And what they did is they didn't go into the election with Trump trying to turn Americans for Trump. They knew that he was incredibly divisive. They knew that they weren't going to be able to turn the public towards him. So what they did is they identified where in America they could have had an impact and they focused on three states that were previously Democrat and they used the information that they got to identify a few hundred thousand voters in those three states. Those three states were won by 70,000 votes cumulatively across all three states and that was from them targeting swing voters, bombarding them in the last days of the election and they did a very same uh, very similar thing in the uk there's there's they're actually they actually acted criminally dominic cummings the guy that's um, currently standing by and advising um boris yeah, boris yeltsin boris johnson he his entities were um basically criminal in the last few days of the election, they pumped billions of adverts onto Facebook to try and swing the vote. And he himself came out and said that was the difference. Just pumping th- relentless adverts aimed specifically at not you or I, but people that might be wavering one way or the other. And he said it worked. And even though Cambridge Analytica said that they um, didn't do any paid work for the Leave campaign, Brittany Kaiser's there at their launch talking about it all. She's actually sitting at the table with three other people from the Leave campaign talking about what they've done. Um, so it's a fascinating uh, documentary and it makes you really shudder when you think how deep all of this goes. Cambridge Analytica themselves have disappeared, but it's already apparent that a lot of the um, people that tried to influence the last US election are actually influencing the next one. And the Republicans have made it very, very sure that they can't... Um, like the D- Democrats were trying to pass laws to stop Russian interference and so on, and the Democrat, uh, the Republicans have blocked it all. And it's it's just amazing how much like Dominic Cummings now has. I think they had seven million pounds for the Leave campaign and for the uh, for a Remain uh, during Brexit. Uh, the government mandated that, 
and they wildly overspent in the last few days of the campaign and have been prosecuted for it because they completely lied. Um, well, in the next few weeks, Dominic Cummings has got a budget of £130 million to sell Brexit. Like the whole pro-Brexit crew that have got in government now said it's to help Britain understand what's coming. It's not going to be understanding. It's going to be relentless propaganda with one of the highest budgets in world history for propaganda, if not the highest over the time frame. Um, so it's a fascinating documentary. It's uh, directed by people that haven't made a doco before. Karim Emmer, uh, as far as I know, and Jehane Nugent. Uh, and it uses a lot with um, Carol Cadwalder, who's a Guardian journalist who basically relentlessly hounded um, people that were involved in these campaigns to try and find out exactly what they were doing. And she broke the whole story wide open, um, which resulted in um, Cambridge Analytica having to testify before British Parliament and eventually being wound up. I don't know what happened to SCL Group, whether they're still going. I'll just have a look right now. No, they've finished as well. So you imagine that these people have just regrouped behind the scenes under a different name. That's what I'd expect them to do as well. But it was notable how their staff, like Brittany and also another guy called Christopher Wiley, came forward and were very, very um, anti the whole endeavour and very against what was being done and regarded it as illegal and criminal. Um, although one person says a, a, a very good point, which is it's very much operating in grey areas and there had to be a Cambridge Analytica for us to even understand that this should be illegal and that they shouldn't be able to use uh, propaganda tools that governments restrict from sale or use against your own population. And it's going to happen more and more and more, always from the right, it must be said. Um, they actually make the point a good point as well is that Cambridge Analytica grew out of SEL Group's defence contracting into public elections based on Barack Obama's campaign because that was regarded as a gold standard at that stage of using the internet to promote yourself uh, and they looked at that and were like wow that's had so much success and that's when they started getting involved and um, it's, it's really frightening how much they can learn about you without you even noticing. I mean, if they've got 5,000 data points on every, like, 300 million people in America, everything you do online is, is defining who you are. Every page you look at or comment you like is defining who you are for somebody that wants to manipulate you further down the track. So I thought it was a fantastic and hugely important documentary it wasn't particularly artistic. It was very dry and analytical and um, forensic in its approach, but it kind of needed to be because, like, um, like say the uh, Matt Damon uh, global financial crisis documentary that came out and won an Oscar a few years ago. It's a big subject and it takes a lot of thought to get your head round. You can't put this on and simply switch off. It's um, they're heady subjects and some of it is really complicated, but. It's fantastic that they've put it together in such a way that it's, again, really understandable for the layperson as well. So I'm going to give uh, the great hack an essential viewing, uh, particularly with what's going on with Brexit at the moment, the fact that we've got another American election next year, 
how much impact these people can have. You think that they don't because they because you wouldn't change your mind, but they don't care about you. They care about these tiny, tiny gaps in the population that they can exploit. I personally don't know that. I I don't understand why elections are so close, and that may be a deliberate policy of politics today is for to make sure that it's as near as possible so that an entity like this can have an impact for me for uh, you know if you're 10 points ahead you're not winning doesn't matter how much propaganda is used you're not winning but they're always like two or three points different and that's where it comes in and i wonder about our election our inexplicable election in australia how we ended up with scomo after everything is deeply shameful. There's like three, three shoes dropping over the like this two-year period. One is the final Brexit game, which is going on and could result in the the most damaging impact on the UK since World War Two. Um, and that's an all-or-nothing gambit. Either they go, either they remain, or or they leave and have Boris Johnson as their leader. And they have this trade deal with America, which will ensure that the country is completely ruined. Um, and probably Scotland and Northern Ireland going independent as well, which they're already stating today that they're, they're looking at. Uh, the other one is Donald Trump's re-election. In, um, that's another all or nothing because hopefully it'll be up against Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. First time in a generation that anyone progressed, first time since FDR that they've really had a progressive candidate going up. So they can end up with a progressive that can completely reshape their country or they can end up with Donald Trump again. But we had our shoe drop moment and we failed. We've already got ScoMo and the Liberals for the next three years. And thank you to every Liberal voter out there as our country is now just about... I wonder when they're going to use the word recession. But the worst economic indicators, you know, going back 50 or 60 years in some cases. And it just it just blows my mind. I mean, what happened here? Was there some impact from people like that in this country? Because they all seem linked. They're all pals. Everyone seems pally. Boris seems pally with Donald. ScoMo seems pally with Donald. Very strange. Uh, anyway, eight and a half out of ten for that. Um, probably bumped up a bit because it is just such an important documentary. Now, this is from the feature album, A Short Abrasive.